quitters never give up. I'm out here. Oh, Richard. Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. All right. What a do, nephew. It's uh, Quitters Never Give Up. Uh, I'm Christopher Rosales. I got Edwin, Jen, Sun- Jennifer Sunshine. Hmm. Man, that coffee got to me. Jennifer Sunshine, Lindsay. <laughs> and uh, this is episode 59. Um, hey, party people. What's up, everybody? Is it episode Hi. 59, Lindsay? I don't know. I'm checking. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. Hey, I told you we're jankier right. than Janky Town. God, am I actually two episodes behind? Oh, yeah. Sorry. We'll fix this in post, people. It is definitely. <laughs> it is indeed 59. It is indeed 59. All right. Um, okay, so this was a crazy week. So let's just start off with the podcast roundup. Earbug, why am I not hearing Don't Bogart? Nailed it. Ow! You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I mean, I am Mr. Flapdoodle, so I guess nobody should be surprised to hear these old-timey words coming out of me. I don't believe you should ever say, I am Mr. Flapdoodle. It just, it conjures up. No, that's going to be my clown name. I've decided I'm going to be a clown. I'm going to go into clowning. I'm going to be Mr. Flapdoodle. What do you think? (laughs) Why did you have that horn so ready? It is always ready. Booyah! All right, so last week on our episode 58, uh, we talked about Taylor Hawkins because that had just happened, and we we knew it was going to be a big a big topic on the on the podcast this week, um, and it was. I mean, it was really tragic. Everybody, you know, this is a, I, you know, this was a very special guy that everybody that met him just enjoyed his company, enjoyed his uh, his music, and everything about him. So it's really sad for everybody involved with the show and everybody that knew him. Allie had this take um, regarding Dave Grohl. The relationship between him and Dave was otherworldly. There are best friends that you see and you're like, oh, those two, look at that. There was a chemistry and a, it it was a soul bond between those two. And they were, they were so much more than best friends. They were so much more than coworkers. They were so much more, and it's devastating to think about what Taylor's family is going through oh, and yeah. then to think about what Dave is going through. I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah, there's not much else to be said. I mean, him and him and Dave were really close and, you know, and, and then being also brought up how this happened with Kurt Cobain you know, 30 yeah. years ago. Right. Yeah. 
Um, if anybody hasn't seen the Foo Fighters documentary, I think there's two of them, um, but there was one that was their 20 year one. And it's, it's a wonderful watch, especially for, for any Foo Fighter fan or Dave Grohl fan, or even Nirvana fan. It's a, the, the story behind it and uh, how he goes into it and how his relationship with previous drummers <laughs> and Dave is just all in his humbleness. It's amazing. You'll love it. Oh, that's awesome. What's the name of it? There's one called back and forth. And then there's, that was the 2011. And I want to, I think that was their 20 year one. Um, but I want to say there's another one that might just be called the best of you, but I'm not, mm, I'd have to go look it up. All right. All right. Well, we'll look for those. Um, the next big story was Bruce Willis announcing that he retired because of aphasia. I do remember there was a Kevin and Bean bit about aphasia and maybe Kevin having it. I, I was I wanted to look that up, but I didn't get uh, I didn't get uh, around to it. I saw actually I saw someone post it, and I mm -hmm. wanted to listen to it, but I didn't get a chance to. Uh, but this was Bean reacting to Bruce Willis and his announcement. It could this could be me? And when I see a story like this, my first my heart goes out to him, of course, and his family and friends. But then I start thinking, I don't know anything about this aphasia. And it affects people that have had brain injuries, people that have fallen, Bean. I'm that guy. I'm the guy yes. who's fallen. So, yes, so I don't want this. Thank God you're getting hooked up to something by your housekeeper and you're not actually seeing a fucking doctor. So, you know, not quite a tribute to Bruce Willis, but more of a a, a revelation, a self-realization from Bean. So, uh, yeah. But that yeah, was pretty funny. Uh, affects people that bump their heads. Bean's in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah, Bean should, Bean should stop being hooked up to machine, to Game Boys by his uh, <laughs> housekeeper. Go to the Scientology Center at least. <laughs> Have it done by a professional. Exactly. The next thing is, of course, Will Smith. And this was such a big story that, you know, Ali and Bean even did a special episode. They dropped it like real early in the morning. So early that, you know, Ali said this. I mean, I haven't even had my second coffee poop yet. And we're doing this. <laughs> that episode was a reaction to their Monday's episode because they record on Sunday where they said the Oscars were going to be boring and no one was going to care and no one was going to pay attention. I will say this. I didn't, I wasn't watching. I heard from you guys, but I don't know how that's going to increase viewership because it happened in the middle of the show. It's not like people were turning in at droves because they knew something was coming up. Right? So as far as conspiracy theories go, that's my take. Yeah, well, I only well. even saw it because it was on TikTok. I have many feelings about it, but I don't know how they're going to prevent that from ever happening again. Like, unless they're going to put like plexiglass in front of the stage or something like that. Well, they do the Oscars behind chicken wire now? Sheesh. <laughs> Barbed wire fans. Like the Blues Brothers when they're playing Rawhide over and over again. <laughs> That's how they should start next year's show. Oscars, you can take that idea. It's free. It's yours. <laughs> I was trying to watch the Oscars. Sports guy doesn't make it easy. So it's a lot of fast forwarding and stuff. And so then we got to the point. I'm like, okay, this is lame. I'll just finish up with it later. And then he woke up at some point in the morning and saw it on the news. And then he goes, well, now I want to watch the Oscars. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. Uh, three hours for one 10 second fight. I know, right? Yeah. What I tweeted, Kevin, was they should just do celebrity boxing in the middle. Just incorporate yeah. that. That's the way to get the viewership. <laughs> Right? OMG. That's amazing, Christopher. Did you just say OMG? OMG? <laughs> well, you Damn. guys are LOLing. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Okay, so let's get to the reactions from everybody on the podcast. Probably Ralph had the most succinct take on this whole thing. I didn't even watch the fucking Oscars, and I'm so glad I didn't now. (laughs) Because I saw the footage of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock over a joke. My God. Fuck Will Smith. A joke he was laughing at. Yeah, moments before his wife gave him the stink eye and I'm sure spurred him into action. Fuck, man. Listen, that's never okay. No. Certainly not to a comedian who's on stage doing a bit at the Oscars, one of the most frivolous nights of the year in show business. For you to physically assault somebody? Over a joke. In front of millions of people? That's not okay at all. Fuck him. That's pretty much how everybody felt. I I felt the joke was rather mild. I mean, yeah. they say he insulted uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Not really. He said, you look like you could be a G.I. Jane, too. That, that's not a terrible joke, I didn't think. I didn't think so either. And it's like, if I remember right, G.I. Jane was a pretty good movie. And the whole thing was that Demi Moore shaved her head in it in order to be more, I don't know, competitive with the boys, whatever she was doing. And um, yeah, I don't think it was derogatory or negative in any way. And it's like, listen, Jada Pinkett Smith, she's beautiful as she is, shaved head or no shaved head. And I also think, I think Allie hit on it where it's like Jada Pinkett Smith can take care of herself. If she has a problem, she can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, she has alopecia, which is a really difficult thing to go through, especially for women, because you lose all your hair. And then, like Allie said, Will Smith has been getting shit for a long time for not being tough enough, you know, for just being, you know, and any, you know, anything Will Smith does, he's just, He's just not, um, he's just too, too goody two shoes, you know, mm, for yeah. old timey references there. So, I mean, OMG, I, I, get... I can't you believe you made that <laughs> reference. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with the old references now, Edwin. Just... <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I guess I can, I, you know, you could put yourself in that mindset. You could see why he did it. And he, it was wrong. Did I send you guys a Twitter of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith before they went? No, not Twitter. What's it? What's that other one? The video TikTok, and it was a TikTok, and it was Will Smith's account, and it was him and Jada Pinkett Smith before the Oscars, and he said something in the comment when he of it, something like "We're here to create chaos" or something like that. I have to find so it. unlike him. Yeah, it was it was a weird comment, and they were just, and then it was just them posing in front of this green balloons and things like that before the Oscars. So, but kind of a strange statement, and then to have that happen, I don't know. I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's celebrities. I think there was just a lot of alcohol, a lot of pent-up, you know, male aggression. It was wrong. Yeah. Okay, I got I got a, um, does Lindsay know? Does Lindsay know? Does Lindsay know? Always action to the ammo. Does Lindsay know who Don Rickles was? Wait. Okay, so we got to ask, Edwin, do you think does Lindsay know? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Jen? I think she might. I'm going to give her a yes. I think she won't know the name, but she'll know who it is once we bring up who, what oh, okay. uh, character. There we go, yeah. The answer is no, but I'm assuming that it has something to do with storming a, a stage at an Oscars or some other kind mm-hmm. of publicity stunt. No. He, who, who was he, Jen? Uh, so he was a comedian, and he ripped on everyone. And he would call them morons, and he would just take people out and I don't know. I, I wait, mean, I wait. know he was a lot, but here's how Lindsay would know him from Toy Story. He was Mr. Oh. Potato Head. Maybe he called everybody a hockey puck. 
Uh, I mean, I saw Toy Story, but I don't know how that would make me recognize Don Rickles. His voice. He was Mr. Potato Head. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he was and very well known for being making fun of people and, and far harsher than some G.I. Jane joke. Oh, I guess he passed away in 2017. Uh, any listeners out there, you know, go watch some old videos of Don Rickles and you'll just be like, wow, people today are far too sensitive. <laughs> Christopher, would you say like he was the first insult comic? That was his whole shtick. Yeah. I don't think it was the first insult comic. I think that goes way back to like maybe even vaudeville and stuff. But I know that vaudeville was... reference on the show. Wow, we're on fire. Yeah, I'm going I'm going <laughs> deep there, Edwin. He was part of that Friars Club roasts. So you know all the roasts, yeah. Lindsay, where they make fun of celebrities? He was basically what? What do I know what a roast is? But no, the Friars roast. They used well, to there's the slang it. term of what we use it now. But then there was back then it was just called a roast where they would make you know all the jokes of celebrities. I don't know. You didn't watch what? Toy Story. I thought you would get it from Toy Story. So I did watch Toy Story, but I don't recognize one actor from Toy okay. Story. Well, basically, he popularized those roasts. So he was like your your Jeff Ross. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good uh, comparison. Yeah, he was yeah. the Jeff Ross of his time. If you look up, they used to show the old uh, Friars Club roasts. Yeah, and I want to say the one that broke him out was a roast with Dean Martin, and yeah. but Frank. Oh, that's Sinatra, right, the Dean Martin. So the Rat roast. Pack, and and uh, Frank Sinatra was a fan and kind of brought him up. He wasn't part of the Rat Pack, but just kind of boosted by that friendship or whatever. So he was he wasn't good looking enough to be part of the Rat Pack. He was funny. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, back on track. Let's get this. And this Can drop we the, get back on track? The stay on target. Uh, drop yeah. Stay on target. Stay on target. Sorry. <laughs> I love how this is starting. You're fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's more than okay. Um, okay, so, of course, there's reactions from other places. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel said what he would have if he was hosting the Oscars. A lot of my friends have been texting me asking what I would have done if I'd been on stage. When I would have run is what I would have done. <laughs> Second, I saw Will Smith get up out of his seat. I'd have been halfway to the Wetzel's pretzels. So yeah, so yeah, Jimmy just made it made it really hilarious. His whole monologue. Then what happened? Lindsay, quit looking at me like that. What? What are these sentences? Why are they breaking up, or am I breaking up, <laughs> no, or am I losing you're, my mind? You're just losing your mind. I think. Okay. <laughs> We're going uh, to okay. the tube of history, and it's confusing, Lindsay. I, I, uh, no, it's literally like. I think I'm getting aphasia. Um, maybe. This whole show is that. This is what like, it's like. I think. I think so. <laughs> All right, so that's what well, that's what Jimmy would have done, and then Lewis Black was on. The, I keep looking at you, Lindsay. You keep throwing me off. I'm gonna block you right here and just throw you on. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> uh, and then Lewis Black was on Kevin and Sluggo, and Lewis Black commented on on. Will Smith's speech. I got to be honest, Lewis, that, that was the yeah. best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Well, but it was followed by the worst speech in the history of the Academy. Sure, there's that. Sure, of you course know, there's that. I'm a, I'm a vessel of love. <laughs> I, it gave me eczema when he said that. <laughs> oh, fucking Lewis Black. And then he also talked about uh, how he would react it. Or the reaction that come that came after the whole slap towards Chris Rock. 
You are doing now the Off the Rails stand-up tour, and you are coming to Los Angeles October 15th uh, at the Orpheum Theaters, and tickets are on sale now at lewisblack.com. You know, question is, is Will Smith allowed in the uh, crowd, in the audience? He can, wherever he can feel, come slap me, and it right. increases my ticket sales, yes. <laughs> right, well, let's just say he is then. All right, Bill, Let's just say that's part up, of yeah. it. <laughs> that's part it's of it. Unbelievable. When I found out, when I found out that his t- that Chris's ticket sales has increased. Yes. And I'm like doing 5,000 radio shows. I said, somebody slap me. <laughs> that whole that whole uh, segment with Lewis Black was just hilarious. I love Lewis Black. Oh, he's the best. All I have to say is I have an idea of how Will Smith should have actually reacted. Lord! Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh, look at it. I'm sorry, man. It's just that you're so funny. You're so funny the way you take a person's personal defect and flip it around. That's that didn't even work with me doing it to you, Reggie. Yes, it would if I was saying, look at Reggie's gums and teeth. Look like his mother had an affair with Mr. Ed. <laughs> See everybody laughing. You snapping on me. Oh, oh you snapping on Reggie. It's your teeth, Reggie. I don't know whether to smile at you or kick a field goal, man. <laughs> It's good. It's all good. And man, what's wrong with that breath? I can smell it over here. Reggie, your breath is so stink, people look forward to your farts. That smells like shit. Do you smell shit? I smell shit. So that's actually a scene from The Nutty Professor, which, if I was a person that was into conspiracy theories, stars Jada Pickett Smith is about somebody getting revenge on an insult comic for going after their personal defects. So, conspiracy? I don't know. Wasn't that Dave Chappelle in that clip? Yes, that was Dave Chappelle. That's where I get the women be shopping joke from. Nice. My biggest conspiracy theory, like, is that this whole thing was staged and it's going to be like a huge uh, red table talk fodder, you know? It's going to be like a promo for their show. And I still think that 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 it's going to be on the red table talk, and they'll have Will sit down with Chris Rock, and it'll just make them millions and millions of dollars, even if it wasn't staged. Um, and then didn't uh, Will Smith recuse himself from the Academy Awards? Resigned from resigned guess, or the whatever? I don't Academy. It's all so highbrow, anyway. Such like right. bullshit. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he needed attention or maybe their open marriage little situation isn't going as well as they planned. Who knows? All all I know is it's all very hypocritical for the Academy to have Mel Gibson sitting there going, oh, my gosh, he acted violently. And then also give him a standing ovation after his speech, give Will Smith a standing ovation after his speech after and, and then afterwards act like they're totally against violence and taking a stand and are you know threatening any kind of action well and then i have a question so i know with the golden globes um when ricky gervais did it and he was ripping on everybody it was funny and they were all laughing right um when he did it i believe that was one of the few times they did not have the celebrities there listening to the rehearsal but don't they usually have rehearsals for the oscars and so wouldn't people know the jokes ahead of time i don't know i don't know either but i would i would I would think that they'd have rehearsals for 
the not for the audience. <laughs> musical numbers more so than the the jokes, but I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, it was such a harmless joke, though. That's what I just don't. And that's where I go. Okay, this is either it's just fodder, like you said, Lindsay, or it it, it is some other thing that they're trying to do. I don't know. Well, I, I yeah. think like I feel like you guys. You guys remember when Jordan Woods came on the Red Table Talk with the whole Kardashian drama? No. Okay, well. No, <clears throat> that no. that was like a huge thing so one of the one of uh kylie jenner's best friends she like kissed one of kissed courtney kardashian's i'm getting them all confused kissed somebody's boyfriend um and it was in the news and because the girl had a relationship with will and jada she came on and it was like the biggest thing ever for the red table talk so like you can see like that jada can can appear on it and spin the narrative like she's suffering from this illness and my life is so hard because of this illness now and like she can play that emotional card and will can also play that card like my wife is being attacked and i also am emotional and then chris rock can cry on there and be like i'm so sorry i was so out of line i'm so emotional right and then the mom and the uh jada what's her name uh willow and then uh jada's mom whoever it is um, can also be there and just kind of be nodding and red. It's a good take too. Yeah. Let's like get the you know push the emotional buttons. That makes sense as well. Everything you said about Kardashian, I don't know any of those people or any of those words you were saying. Hold on, this, this is what I got for you. <laughs> I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> and that's why I love you. You don't know any of those people. I said all the wrong ones anyways. I'm, I'm very I'm very ashamed of myself. Khloe Kardashian, Jordan Woods, Tristan Thompson. There you go. I'm sorry. I blacked out when he said Chinese. <laughs> I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> you should. Uh, yeah, it, they're going to they're going to take an opportunity on it, however it is. Um, mm. But I don't think that the Academy should take back anybody's award or stop him from coming because if they're not going to do that to Polanski or, or Mel Gibson, they should. Exactly. That was my bigger one was Polanski. Lindsay, do you know the story with Roman Polanski? Yes. Yes. I okay. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think too. And so, and yeah, I could see where then people may want to tune in or they'll go back and watch it later, even though the live um, uh, viewership might be down, it might not be down as far as recorded or things like that. I know, I think it was Ralph this week talking about, um, if you're going to watch sports, you want to watch live sports. And I get that makes sense. Um, but something like the Oscars, you could just record and watch later. You don't necessarily need that live up to date to know what's going on kind of thing. So, but who knows? Well, and how many people then, are going to go back and watch the whole show? They're going to go on YouTube or TikTok. They're going to see the highlights somewhere. So I don't know how much it helps them publicity wise. Yeah. So I don't know. And if you look, if we go back, I want to say it was probably the 80s or 90s, which was kind of, you know, we had VCRs, but we didn't have DVRs yet. And uh, you had Billy Crystal uh, hosting the Oscars and they had musical numbers and it was five hours long. And you actually care. You knew who the actors were. Half the movies, I'm like, I haven't heard of any of these. And so it was just more relevant back then as well. And I don't think they're ever going to get back to that heyday. The Oscars was always something I would listen to Kevin and Bean afterwards and they tell me who won. Just give me the summary. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's no, exactly there was no Twitter or TikTok or anything like yeah. that to give you like these quick highlights. But the next morning I'd wake up and go, oh yeah, the Oscars. Oh, okay. Yeah. That movie won, that movie lost. Oh, well. <laughs> and that was it. You know, I, I've always wanted to go back 
I've always thought like, oh, we should go back. I should go back and see like all the best movies, best pictures. Then I look at the list. I'm like, no, let me. No, uh, no. They are a time capsule, though. Like if you go back and see yeah. what won that year. Oh, yeah. That year, that one. Mm-hmm. And if you actually look at the list, you're going, you know, that one should have won, not the one that won. So it's kind of interesting just uh, <clears throat> chronologically. Yeah. And it seems like the best, the most interesting parts are the movies that shouldn't have won, like Crash, like Forrest Gump, you know. Right. Which was a good movie, but it wasn't anything like Pulp Fiction. But all right. Well, and now I'll go with that. There was one year, mm, it was Gladiator and the Patriot. And, mm-hmm. um, I liked Gladly. I thought maybe because Patriot was a history that I understood better, but I thought that was a better movie. And I thought that should won, but it didn't. Or maybe it was the Russell Crowe. I don't know, whatever. Russell Crowe and uh, Mel Gibson, two people that just pacifists. Two lovable guys, yeah. Two little teddies. Just misunderstood. Peacemakers. Smith don't got a cuss in his raps to sell records. Keep my man out your fucking mouth. Oh, wait, no, wait, you're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? Keep my name out your fucking mouth. Don't got a cuss in his rap to sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck it too. And that's the message that we deliver to little kids. Yeah. One of those fingers on each hand up. And be proud to be out of your mind and out of control. And one more time, loud as you can. How does it go? Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> I guess there's a slim shady in all of us. Oh, he's a joke. Come on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Me and Reggie want to send one out to a very special lady in the house tonight. Loving you is easy call. You're beautiful. Reggie? That was pretty. Ladies and gentlemen, Reggie has left the building. Thank you and good night. Oh, MG, that's amazing, Christopher. Um, all right, uh, let's go over to the top ten of everything. Uh, Bean was on the top ten of anything uh, with um, what? Bean was on the top yeah. ten of any everything with what? Uh, what Pablo. is it? Is it everything or anything? <laughs> I don't remember. It doesn't oh my really God. matter. They're talking Beatles songs, and well. He read my comment. Uh, Christopher Rosales says, I know I'm in a minority, but I don't really care for the Beatles. Um, so that's an avid listener there. Thank you very much. Uh, however, the worst song has to be Obla Dee, Obla Da. Oh. So the subject of this podcast was the top 10 worst Beatles songs. And uh, of course, Obla Dee, Obla Da is absolutely the worst song. And it's probably the worst. That song might be my top three Beatles song of all time. It's a really bad. Love song. that song. Here's Bean defending that song. Uh, yeah, obladi oblada, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's obladi yeah. There you go. I mean, what, 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 what better kind of argument to give back to you than obladi oblada? <laughs> but, but one of the things that I love about the Beatles so much, and you know, I don't have any particular distaste or or massive affection for that song, is I don't know that who else could have written that. I mean, we we now are used to hearing the words obladi oblada, but somebody it came out of somebody's head. Nobody had ever heard that expression before i don't think i think it's just something they made up right 
that's just how how their mind worked. I mean, they're just mm. different. They're just on another level. I think that's it with a lot of the Beatles songs is that nobody had heard those kind of things ever before. This is my problem with the Beatles. There was tons of stuff like that before. They just they just there wasn't any representation from the black American music makers at that time. There just wasn't because the because okay, I could find you one direct reference to Obladi, and it's from Dizzy Gillespie singing "In the Land of Obladi" in 1949. Huh. Let's see. I gotta wait for the commercial to play on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the okay. whole episode is a blooper reel. Exactly. <laughs> a beautiful princess in the land of Obladi. She smiled and said, "Obadilia." Meaning you appeal to me. I said, Ubadilia Labindu with pride. Ubadilia Labindu, let's take a ride. In the land of Ubladi, Ubladi, she drove. So, you see, there's plenty of references to this music before. It's just that it they took four white kids and popularized it. So that's always been, you know, the Beatles write good songs. Their songs are good, but there's that whole sense that Nothing. They were like nothing before. That bothers me. That'll all get cut out. I know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Christopher and Kevin's podcast about how much they hate the Beatles. Right. Well, but I can see it though. Like, I mean, I was right. We always had music on in the house, and so my parents would play the Beatles and Beach Boys and Roy Orbison and everything. And um, but it's, so what I can say uh, from a Dave Matthews Band fan, I love. Dave Matthews, right? There are songs I don't like. It just happens. It is the way it is. So I'm not going to sit there and go, no, every single song is wonderful and great. And they're the most, no, that's not how it works. Oh, yeah. Everybody, you know, not every, you know, not everything can be a gem. Yeah. So, Edwin, did you have something to defend, Oh, Bloody? <laughs> I love that song, is all. Hey, it's subjective. I just love that song. It's happy and peppy. It is a happy peppy. Okay, Perhaps but it's there's... not the most deep song in history, but. You need some happy songs too here and there. There's a, I think it's an offspring song and it sounds very much like the Obladi song. Okay. I have to look it up. Maybe I'll bring that <laughs> for next week. But it's, every time you hear the offspring song, I want to, Obladi, Oblada, um, something, uh, shit. God damn it. Hold please. This whole episode uh, should get cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue and I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, that blue song. You're right. That does sound like that. What? That's Are we doing the podcast roundup still? <laughs> yes. Somehow. Stay on target. Stay on target. Uh, let, let, me, let me finish this thing. And, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's, let me try and land this plane on the boat. Or take <laughs> off the boat or whatever it's called. Um, Janky Town, um, our favorite Cupcake Kelly um, called in. She referenced uh, Beer Mug waking up in a bush. Hey guys, Kelly again. Uh, I don't know about waking up in a bush destroyed, but I can tell you about waking up with my bush destroyed. Hey, I'm alive. Kelly! <laughs> Kelly, how? That's Some... not appropriate. <laughs> Some was smoking a little smoky smoke too much right <laughs> but i want to know more i actually want to know more about that so there's a couple reasons i left dave and 
beer mug in at the end because uh, you want to hear the reactions because it's their show. But also, that little humming thing, that was part of the recording. I could not. That was there. That's that's Janky Town. <laughs> okay, Janky Town did uh, their bonus episode, Janky Jams. And uh, here's one clip from it where Beer Mug didn't know Dolores O'Riordan had died. My fic, my pick, rather, <laughs> is uh, Delo- Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries. Rest in peace. Um, r- wait, did she die? Yes, Mugs. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding right now. I I know. Yes, yes. She she passed away unfortunately. Yeah. When? Uh, let me see. Dolores... Dude, was it like lost in the? Was it lost in all the like the deaths of the pandemic and people and? No, she she passed away in 2018, Mugs. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, you didn't know I'm, that. Damn. I didn't know that. I didn't know she passed away. Well, this Jakey Jams just got really dark. So Beer Mug, well-researched, on topic, and makes me feel better about this whole show today. This also reminded me of a story that happened in college. I was working at a clothing store, and my manager and I were talking about music and how much he loved reggae. And how he couldn't wait to go see, and this is in the 90s, how he couldn't wait to go see Bob Marley live at the Bob Marley, at the Bob Marley Festival. And I had to break the news to him that he died in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, what a bummer. Like, but that, that, that whole clip gave me flashbacks. <laughs> Do you All right, guys I'm remember the... the story that when Beam was a punk kid working at a record store, Andy Williams came in and he wanted to find one of his albums because he was going to sing at the White House. And Bean's like, oh, Andy Williams, is that guy dead or what? That's what he said to Andy <laughs> Williams. <laughs> Good old Bean. <laughs> On the Ralph Report, we find out that Eddie is just like Bean. I thought this was fascinating. A brand new study shows that two out of five people are more than open to the idea of having sex with a robot. Wow. Well, there's less pressure with the robot. You don't have to be concerned with pleasing the robot. And then usually there's probably a date involved. There may be some money being spent there's also the chance of you don't know if this person's dangerous or you don't know who you're getting in bed with the robot you kind of know there's you're an, there's you're, an off button you're this guy you're the guy who wants I, to have sex with the I, robot versus I, the human being I, I see their point eddie just like being sex robots can't wait for it <laughs> it however it was eddie's last day this week uh other program notes it's important to recognize that this is also the last show for eddie pence he will no longer be doing the show yeah so um, I'm done. we're looking forward to uh, whoever comes in to sit in that seat after this. And we thank Eddie for all of I, his hard I work appreciate it. Over, uh, over all these years. So best of luck, Eddie. Uh, it's great <laughs> to hear you. That's not funny these days. No. <laughs> You've been burned too many times by the real thing. Exactly. Also this week, Eddie figured out what was wrong with Eddie. Maybe a life of not drinking. I have too many brain cells. Oh, that's what it is. And the thought is getting lost through all the the neuro, the neurons. You have too, too much. The network brain. is too much. Right, because all the brain cells are just so crowded up right. against each other. They don't have room to breathe. They're, they're going. They're picking wrong turns and shit. Didn't even dawn on me. You're absolutely right. We gotta. You better start drinking. Well, I think some advice for me today. I need to start drinking because I might have too many brain cells working. Uh, that was my New Year's resolution, to drink more this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over to Cup of Tina chat. Bean and Ali were talking about how everything's getting really expensive, and even wealthy-ass Bean uh, is starting to make sacrifices. 
I'm only pooping once a month now. That's what I've oh. decided because toilet paper is just too expensive. So it's a very uncomfortable. That final three and a half weeks right. does not feel great. I can imagine. <laughs> but I just can't I, afford toilet paper like I used to. I would think you would be okay because I feel like Europeans have bidets. We have no bidet. No bidet. No. Then the two places that we've lived since we moved to the UK, neither has had a bidet. But that is a great idea. It's interesting. It's a, gr- it's a great idea to save on that toilet paper. Worth that was so worth it. Well, boom poop. <laughs> boom pooping. <laughs> boom pooping. You cut Bean. your own call for that. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Bean hates everything that's scatological, so I had to put that in there. I hate all things but related, as you know. I am not at all scatological. So there you go. That's the podcast roundup. Wait, is Sorry, that guys. the Bean's old-timey words again? Scatological? Yeah. I don't know. He's bringing that up. It's pretty old-timey. Yeah. All right. What? Are, okay. Does everybody have a favorite old-timey word they use? Discombobulated. <laughs> oh, good one. That's I like not old-timey. Behold. Kind of. That's pretty old. Eddie? Lo and behold or... Uh... Behold. Yeah, lo and behold. Oh, yeah. Come on. There was a Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns goes, behold. I'm like, I got to use that more. Oh, nice. My favorite is shenanigans. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Monkey shines is pretty strong, too. I use shenanigans all the time. Nice. Still. Yeah. Shenanigans kind of made a resurgence like in the 2000s. A lot of people were saying that they're going out. Oh, that's right. Like kerfuffle or uh, what are like the old timey news things that that Ralph used to make fun of Bean always for saying. Poppycock. Oh, that's that's a load of, who? Oh, wait, there's a clip of somebody saying that's a load of hogwash. Is it? It was the doctor, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. Hogwash is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hogwash is pretty strong. That was the lottery guy, right? They were talking about the lottery. And yes. They did not and how to win the lottery. Their take on it. That's a bunch of hogwash. If you pause in between, it's really strong. Is that it? Right. Did the show just end? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks for everyone watching, for listening. Everyone. Bye. <laughs> it's been episode forty-nine. That's a bunch of hog wash. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was looking for a clip. That was worth it. <laughs> I'm serious. This, this is not going to be fun for the listener, but we're having a ball. <laughs> have fun with this one, Christopher. Oh, it's staying. <laughs> this person have to edit this one. <laughs> This, this episode's staying as it is. We got our own gaslight show. <laughs> it's just going to be one long pause. All right, let's do the flashback that needs no introduction. All right. Let's get out of that that roundup. That was awful. We're not good at this. All right. Um, I brought you guys earlier, um, a couple months ago, Troy Cochran, who was a boss that was hired at K Rock. You guys remember? <clears throat> I don't remember. I do. He's Thoughts are really positive. Like, and, all yes. these sayings, upbeat. Oh, that guy. Basically BS. Yeah, yeah. And oh, Kevin and Bean could not take that. Yeah, so. We've done the call-in topic of ways that your boss tried to motivate you. Oh, yeah. Yes. And we've, we've heard about all those all those things that people make their employees do that generally don't work and are just a big, fat waste of time, just like we have to do here at K-Rock, in fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've told you about our new boss, Troy Cochlin, who uh, pretty much just brings in music and has got that fake motivational, the secret kind of BS. Yeah. He put up a sign that said, thoughts or things, that's now in the restroom <laughs> and is getting a lot of uh, signatures and uh, different comments Good left place there. For it. Hey, you guys, how are you? 
Uh-huh, that's right. Hell? It's the final allowed. countdown. Hi, guys. How are you doing? You're I just want to tell you, I think you're doing a super, super job, Troy. I heard you mention my name, and I wanted to come in and give my, my support to you. Were you right because outside you know, the door? the world makes way for the man who knows where he is going, my friends, and that must be you guys. you got to know where you're going. you got to reach for the stars, keep your feet firmly planted on the ground, <laughs> okay, and keep looking me straight in the eye and just giving me your all. 110%. That's what I'm looking for, okay. fellas. Troy, right. what Thank we're looking Troy. for is for you to leave right now because we're doing a radio show, and you're not supposed to be in here. Bean, 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 let me tell you something. Crystallize your thoughts. Make a plan for achieving them, and then a deadline. Then with supreme confidence, determination, and disregard, obstacles will just clear right out of your path, and you can carry on your plan. I want you to know that. I want you to believe it. I want you to know that goals are not only absolutely necessary (laughs) to motivate us, they are essential to keep us alive. And that's what I want you guys to be, is alive. Be alive. (laughs) We don't know what all those cliches mean. Hit it, Steve. Because you're simply the best, fellas. I want you to know that. All right, listen. We don't need your Tina Turner song. We're fine. We're doing fine without you. By goals that have deep meaning, by dreams that need completion, by pure love that needs expressing, then we truly live life. And that's what I want you guys to do. I want you to truly live life. I want you to feel like you're truly alive. How do we truly live? The radio station will be truly alive. The show will be truly alive. And our listeners, by example, won't help but be truly alive. I don't know what any of that means. I feel alive. Troy, alive. You're not alive. Close to being alive. Oh. Hit it, Steve. <laughs> Who's Steve? That's right. It takes a mission and a person in combination to succeed. You got to set your goals high and don't stop till you get there. I want you to know to determine what you want in life, you okay. have to make the most important decision in your life, and that is simply to do what is necessary in order to attain it. Okay. Are you guys ready to make that decision? Are you ready to make that kind of commitment? I don't th- I, what? I, I don't understand. We're ready to kick your ass well, is what we're ready to do. Will you stop it with this already? You're Bean, i got to tell you. Hit it, Steve. <laughs> You're the best. And whoever wants to reach a distant goal must first take small steps. And that's what we're doing here today, folks. We're taking small steps towards that big vision, that city on a shining hill. I, what does that mean, Doss? <laughs> Don't you want to go to the shining city on I, the hill? I guess, but where is it? Follow me. I'll what take is you it there. Where? I'm going to take some small steps to the shining city. You can't get to a shining city with little steps of this ridiculous cliche. You can't yes. help but see the shining city. I, I, it's so shiny, oh. i got to wear sunglasses. Here. Future's right. so bright, got to wear shades. Oh. Hit it, Steve. Troy, listen. This is the best day ever. It sure is, guys. Is this SpongeBob again? This is the beginning of the rest of your lives. Right, we've heard that one, too. And I want this to be the day that you decide... Troy. ...that you don't have to be a fantastic hero to do things to compete. No, you can just be an ordinary chap. That's all kind of... If you're sufficiently motivated, you can reach any challenging goal that you set forth, guys. All right, listen. We don't understand what you mean. Can you just talk like a normal human being? Can we have a regular conversation? All right, absolutely. Okay. I feel that the most important step (laughs) in any accomplishment is setting a specific goal. All right. This enables you to keep your mind focused on your goal. There's so many obstacles that arise, they won't even matter because you're striving to do your best. And that's what I want you guys to do. Strive to do your best. All right. We're striving to do our best. You go to the Shining City and we'll meet you there, okay? Everybody, Shining City, follow me. Let's go. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Say, looking back now, they would have preferred to keep Troy Coughlin and get rid of Mike Kaplan. I think I they were know. the same sides of a coin, actually. Yeah. How oh, were they? Um, but it's funny with uh, Kevin going, I don't know these words you're saying. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I feel like I sound just like that with so many conversations lately. I'm like, what are you talking about? What? See um, the podcast roundup. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you guys that work in lives. offices, have you ever had a guy like that who had just spoken jargon and was totally useless? No. 
No. No, not really. I've known a lot of really cheery people that. Uh, oh, don't you hate them? Yeah, but not a lot of not 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 anybody that that speaks that fast. I usually found people tend to be. Um, this is why I haven't worked in an office in forever. Um, totally negative and petty and. Oh, I, that's I me. Was, <laughs> I was partnered with one um, at this advertising agency and we would have these meetings and they would go through each client and they just sat there and talk shit about every client. I'm like, I can't, the negativity, I'm like, that's why I'm buying my own store. I'm going to be happy and Nothing positive. Nothing but good vibes in your store. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just kind of weird. I was finding an AOL. We had this one guy, he was at AOL. We were patched, right? And man, he would just hated every, he just come over and yell at us. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? I just need to get my job done. This isn't about you personally. So I don't know. I don't, I don't miss it. Yeah. I don't tolerate anybody yelling at me, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But people being cheery, I don't tolerate that either. Overly cheery. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever really had. <clears throat> I can't relate to them. I'm like, why are you so happy? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to do at the store, Jen? You're just going to walk in with like uh, the best around and all these songs, talking to people, telling everybody how great okay. the day is. Okay, here's here's the irony, right? So it's six hours a day, six days a week, but I, I days off, whatever. I'm like, how do I? I'm like, I guess I can listen to all the Kevin and Bean podcasts because those are on the radio and it won't have swearing. But I can't really listen to the uh, the other podcasts because of swearing. So I have to listen to the the new podcasts on my own time. And then maybe just play it in there in the store. I don't know. Or yeah, maybe play a lot of, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be fun though. And then the people they're working. So there's a convenience store next to us and the owner doesn't let the, the employees play any music. Mm -hmm. You're literally, it's a convenience store. Why would you not play music? So I don't know. Maybe we'll have like a bunch of animal saw animal stories. I don't know. We can have fun. We just have fun with it and see what happens. The wheel of bad animal voices. Yeah, right? I'll take suggestions. <laughs> the wheel of Jen's work. I love it. Yeah. Right? Oh, we got a. We're calling that pet store, by the way. For sure. That's the way you got to hand out assignments. You got to spin the wheel, play the song ahead of time. Let's see what you're doing today. Exactly. All right. One more. Unfortunately, Troy doesn't stick around very long. We've mentioned on the air occasionally that we had a new boss for a while. Yes. Mr. Troy Cochlin. And, right. uh, He's like a really, really, really sleazy, like, used car salesman. Exactly like that. And tells whoever's sitting in front of him what they want to hear. And we couldn't believe our company hired him. And we couldn't believe he hasn't been fired yet. Till yesterday. <laughs> then, he got, <laughs> then he got fired. Everybody was like, yes! Oh, my God. Fed. Fantastic. Best news ever. He's a motivational genius. I don't know what you're talking about, Kevin. Oh, Everybody loved God. Troy Cockle. Guys, guys, I can hear you on the hallway. I know you must be feeling pretty bad about what what's been happening lately here around the station. I want you to know I appreciate your support. You're I appreciate supposed you to be coming gone. Me. I'm leaving. I'm just packing up the office, but I couldn't leave without stopping by and saying a few things to you guys. But my good friends who have always had my back, and we, you know I've had yours. We liked you less than anyone. Oh, guys, I know you kid me on the air, and I appreciate that, but I want <laughs> you to know that I appreciate your support, and I don't want you to feel badly about how things are ending. Because, we feel you know, very happy. Because I'm telling you something. The, the the secret to a rich life mm -hmm. is having more beginnings than endings. And I'm going to have another beginning after this guy. So don't you worry about me. Okay? We're not worried about you at all. Just fine. I want you to know that even though I may not be here in body, I am here in spirit for you guys wherever Take I go. Take your spirit with you. What do we do about that? <laughs> Hit it, exactly. Steve. It's over. It's over. Yeah, maybe over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. 
But fortunate people often have very favorable beginnings and very tragic endings. What matters isn't being applauded when you arrive, for that is common, but being missed when you leave. And I appreciate that you guys will you're be not, missing me. And you're not going to be missed too. And I want you to know, that I think the world of you guys, and I want mm. you to know, don't feel bad for me. I'm going to land on my feet. Things are going to be just great because let me but, tell you something. Hit it, Steve. It's something unpredictable. The beginnings and endings on. of all human undertakings are untidy, and that's what we need to remember. It may not always be easy. But the end of something always leads to something else, and that's what's important. If you want a happy right. ending, that depends, of course, on where you stop your story. And my story is continuing on, my friends. It's going to continue well, on as yours will, and I think we're all going to have happy endings. That's how I First of all, it. we're applauding you on the way out, which is not what you wanted at all. Second of all, I know a happy ending place on Ventura Boulevard. And third of all, <laughs> shouldn't security guard Charles be escorting you to your car about now, Troy? <laughs> you know, every end is a new beginning. And in my end is my beginning. And I want you to know, in the end, we are all separate. Our stories, no matter how similar come to a fork and diverge. We are drawn to each other because Troy, of our similarities, but it is our differences we must learn to respect in the end. And I think you and I, we all have mutual respect for nope. each other, and that's why at all. we're going to continue on being friends after this, because I support you guys, and I know you You've support You've never me. been our friend. We've never been your friend. Hit it, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. A bad day, but heroes know that things <laughs> must happen when it's time for them to happen. A quest may not simply be abandoned. Unicorns may go unrescued for a long time, what? but what? not forever. What? A happy ending cannot come in the middle of the story, and that's why we're why? still all waiting for our happy ending. This is not the end, my friends. This is just what are you talking simply about with unicorns? part of the middle. It is a conclusion. It's simply a place where someone got tired of thinking. But this isn't the end. This isn't the end at all. Why don't you shut up once in a while? A hard beginning maketh a good ending. That's what John Haywood, the playwright, once said. It's never over until it's over. Remember that. you don't listen to anyone, Hit it, Steve. (laughs) Beginnings are usually scary and endings are usually sad. But it's the middle that counts. Keep that in mind. This ending is sweet. And our middle, I think, (laughs) has been strong. I think we've accomplished a lot together. And it is better to spend one day contemplating the birth and death of all things than 100 years never contemplating beginnings and endings. That's we don't know what you're saying. I think you're searching for things that don't exist, Kevin. I mean, beginnings, endings and beginnings, there are no such things. There are only middles. And our middle, I think, has been well spent here together. I don't want you to be hit by a car. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks so much for your time here at K-Rock. I've had a great time, and I think you have had, too. I think we've all learned a lot. But keep in mind, an ending is only beginning when you begin what you end, but you never end what you begin. We don't what? understand what you're saying. All right, Troy, good riddance. All right, so, Lindsay, what's your confession? Oh, my God, this is so funny. So, I, as you saw, I was off camera for a second um, because I was holding my phone, and all of a sudden I hear, which Christopher will recognize as the FaceTime call thing. And I looked down at my phone, and I am FaceTime calling somebody. Like, I hold my, I was holding my thumb on the button for FaceTime calling. <laughs> And so I compl- I quickly ended it and it was my best friend. And so I had to get off because she called me back and I was like, I'm so sorry. I completely butt dialed you like <laughs> on FaceTime. And this is legitimately something that my grandma with her iPod does to me on the regular. So like this is oh, wow. where I am in my life. <laughs> she actually <laughs> FaceTime calls me all the time and now I just did it. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so that's but at least it was your friend. Yeah. And what was it on what were we listening? I don't know which show it was, but somebody uh maybe it was Kevin and Sluggo and they his real girlfriend that he lived with and then he was with the girlfriend he was having sex with and it was FaceTiming her. Was that on yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That's why I don't have that shit on my phone. No, you, you picked the right time? show to do that with, though, Lindsay. Yeah, right. It's perfectly right? Yeah. today. 
I Speaking mean, of butt, darling. Why does it always have to be about the butt? What's, why, how, <laughs> who? Uh... All right. Shout out, Susie. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she answered and she was on her Peloton and she was like, why are you calling me? I was like, I'm so sorry. All So let's, do you guys want to jump on over to the week that was? Yes, let's do that. Okay. Awesome. Keep the train going. Right. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to happen now. Oh, wait, sorry. That was my playlist. <laughs> okay, this is the week that was. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Meet the ball. I went back in day. He's a big name out of L.A. Yes, we um, know him from Dancing with the Stars, too. Yes. Look at the Hulk. They <laughs> flew off. Look at that. Mike Catherway. Mike Catherway. Uh, let's see. Let's catch up with Mike Catherway. We're doing the week that was March 28th to April 1st. And this is no April Fool's. Mike Catherway was off Dancing with the Stars. Sugar Ray and Anna. Mike and Lacey on this first result show. The couple with the lowest overall combined total and therefore leaving right now is. I wish they'd make you wait longer. I wish the pause was longer between the parts of the announcement. Mike and Lacey. And that's how it ended for our little friend Psycho Mike on ABC's Dancing with the Stars last night. And as we were saying earlier, we're sad for Mike, so happy. We don't have to watch that goddamn show anymore. <laughs> hey, Mike, how are you, buddy? Uh, all things considered, I'm doing pretty good. You're my hero. Why is that? Because you did the Grave Digger. After you got kicked off, Mike did the Grave Digger, and he did the Hito Rick dance. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw a little tarmac. Yeah, Kevin went down to the studio to give Mike some advice, and he told him, when you get kicked off, do all these crazy dances. So he did the Hito Rick dance, the Rippin' and the Terran guy. The wild women, the wild, the wild women, the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing. Don't tell them out. <laughs> and they said the, the show, Dancing with the Stars, was so worried about Psycho Mike. Like as soon as he started moving, they would cut away to the crowd or to the judges, anything but watching Psycho Mike. <laughs> it's like I always say, I want to be Kevin, but I would never take advice from Kevin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Psycho Mike's <laughs> off. And this was hilarious. They started talking about him because he had been on live with Regis and uh, Kelly, or Regis and somebody. And anyway, Regis had a real tough time getting Psycho Mike's name right. He's a big name out of L.A. Yes, we um, know him from Dancing with the Stars, too. Yes. Look at the Hulk. <laughs> they threw off. Look at that. Mike Catherway. Mike Catherway. <laughs> now, they're, they're showing the photo of Mike on TMZ, right? That picture of him with his uh, shirt off, He's right? He's a big star out there in Los Angeles. <laughs> Mike Catherway. Mike Catherway. Everybody <laughs> loves Mike Catherway. That's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why is he famous, Reed? What's he famous for in Los Angeles? I think he should quit radio. <laughs> well, he's been with, the, what, Bean and... Uh... No, the Dr. Drew? Right? No, Dr. Drew. He's Love with, Lines? Yeah. Love Lines. Love, yeah, Line Love with Lines with Dr. Drew. Yeah. He's also on a, a famous uh, show out there. With Mike and Bean? Mike and Bean. Yeah, yeah Mike and Bean. Yeah. Right. yeah, Mike and Bean. Oh, yeah. my God. That famous, <laughs> famous show, Mike and Bean. Well, it's Psycho Mike Hathaway is on Mike and Bean. It's famous. And I love it. Is this how I'm finding out I'm getting fired? Apparently. <laughs> this is how we find out that Regis needs to retire. So Regis, he's acting like our show today. Getting everything wrong. <laughs> exactly. 
the Mike and Bean show. Oh, such a great show. Remember, right after Kevin in the mornings, it was Mike and Bean, and they got <laughs> fired too. Okay, now Christopher made the mistake of not making the show about himself, and I'm not doing that. This is one of my favorite things I ever got on. It's Bean's dream to get his haircut in all 50 states. Bean back to haircut tour, yeah. yeah. Consecutively, consecutive, 50 consecutive states. Right, right. Take it easy. Well, if you get a cut in Washington, it won't be consecutive then, will it? No, Washington is one of the 50 states. It's just I can't reuse it. I have to, you know, now I don't have that in my back pocket. Now I've got to, you know, I've got to. So you've never had a haircut in Washington before? Not since he started. Not since I started. Because the the, the very first one of the haircuts across America was in Hawaii. I didn't read the uh, the, the (laughs) fine points of the rules. It's really worth all of the effort. I didn't talk to the commissioner of the haircut (laughs) tournament. I didn't realize what was going on. It's worth all the effort because at the end of this thing, you'll be able to say, I got my haircut in all 50 states. And everybody will go. (laughs) Okay, so there's the setup. I think that was the second showbiz report of the day. Well, some enterprising young man thought of a good joke and emailed it to Ralph. Time for the showbiz beat. Here's Ralph. And also, uh, Bean is going to get his hair cut for the show this weekend. If if you need another reason to come to the show, (laughs) Bean will be freshly quaffed. He will have a fresh haircut. I will look good. I will look good. He'll be fresh to death, as the kids on the Jersey Shore say. Dude, Bean, some of us just you give up on looking good. It doesn't. You just look horrible or almost or less horrible. horrible. I have all degrees of bad. Look, I tried to talk Donna into just let me shave my head this time just to be done with it. And she said, do you forget how ugly your head is? So I can't win. Plus, how far would that set you back on your world haircut tour or whatever it is? <laughs> tour around haircuts of America, whatever it's yeah. called. Bean is trying to, to get 50 haircuts, one in each state consecutively. Yeah. And he's afraid he might have to burn Washington, his home state. I, I'm afraid so, yeah. This uh, so, this email comes from listener stressful. Edwin. I'm in a haircut fantasy league. And if, <laughs> and if Bean gets his haircut in Washington, it will ruin my bracket. <laughs> so Edwin is really hoping you don't you don't succumb to the pressure, Bean, and you hold off. He says, I had Florida in my next bracket. Oh, so he's, he's hoping for Florida. Do it for so, Edwin, okay. Bean. Do it for I'll, Edwin. I'll get back to you. He's in the haircut fantasy league. That's awesome. <laughs> One of my favorites. I was high-fiving myself. I was taking a victory lap around the pool I was cleaning when that happened. That was awesome. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. I know. Good old Bean. I think he did a world haircut tour, and then he did an American tour. But oh, he got... stopped, right? He didn't finish. No, he didn't finish. And then, <laughs> but then, like, his hair is really long. He does the pigtails and stuff now. Has he just given up on haircuts? Uh, sure. During the pandemic, yeah, he stopped cutting his hair. Yeah, that pigtail was a good look for him. I, th- I think we all agree on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, let me see. March 29 was the great Kevin Ryder's birthday. So, of course, Bean, being a very caring partner, he started the show off with a great montage. And now, Marty, we have to go back in time before Kevin was born because well, he's a douchebag. Our feature presentation. How dare you? <laughs> When I was uh, putting that together, uh, the open for today's Kevin and Bean show on Tuesday, the 29th of March, and calling Kevin a douchebag, I guess it didn't occur to me that it was his birthday today. <laughs> and maybe that's maybe that's not, that's not the ideal way to say, hey, happy birthday. I think it is. Happy birthday, Kevin. Thank you. You big douchebag. <laughs> apparently, apparently a big douchebag. Uh, Bean's the guy you want in your corner, wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite things when Lisa kind of gets a little feisty. Lisa, how would you wish Kevin a happy birthday? Happy birthday, Kevin. Thank you. You big douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> now that belongs on a t-shirt.
okay, uh, April Foolishness was coming up at the end of the week. So they played one of my favorite games. You remember when they used to do a montage? They would do this with mm -hmm. songs usually. So I don't know, like 10 songs in two seconds yeah. and you'd have to call in. So we're going to play that. So first I'll play the, uh, the lineup <laughs> so you know what's coming up. Uh, it's a great lineup, too, with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, the band from his television show, Cleto and the Cletones. Doug Benson is going to be there. The Axis of Awesome, Ray Romano, uh, Jim Jeffries, Patton Oswald, Bill Burr, Steve-O. That's the lineup for April Foolishness. Okay, here's the montage. Flavor Flav. Pat. Yeah. Call it Snooky. Okay, we're going to do it one more time. Flavor Flav. Pat. Yeah. Call it Snooky. Okay, I'm going to go for Lindsay because she's furrowing her brow. So this is five. The third one was Steve-O, and the fifth one was Jimmy Kimmel. That's correct. Can you do That's one, two, and four? No. Okay, I know I could never do these. Well, okay, well, we're going to do it like they do on the show. I'll play it again, and we'll go to Jen. Flavor Flav? Yeah. Call it Snooky. Jen? Who are the comedians again? Ray Romano. <laughs> Who else? Well, if I Jimmy answer that, Kimmel. I'm just going to give it away. Okay, hold on. Okay, we're going to be just like the radio. I'll play the lineup again. Uh, it's a great lineup, too, with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, the band from his television show, Cleto and the Cletones. Doug Benson is going to be there. The Axis of Awesome, Ray Romano, uh, Jim Jeffries, Patton Oswald, Bill Burr, Steve-O. Okay. okay, Jen. Wait, Jen's up. Stop trying to jump in. Jen, okay. hold on. Flavor Flav? Yeah. Call it Snooky. Okay. Um, first one's Ray Romano. I think second is Doug Benson. Cause he's saying pot. Um, I'm not sure of the third one. And then Steve-O and Steve-O the third one. And then you're like Allie. Okay. I'm going to give it to you. Yes. <laughs> and then the last one's Kimmel. I don't know. There's one in there. I'm missing. I don't oh. know who says flavor flavor. You know, I don't know who's saying that. Oh, so close. Okay. <laughs> wait, it's Christopher. So you get the uh, montage flavor flavor. Yeah. Call it Snooky. Christopher, you're up. Okay. So it's um, Ray Romano, uh, Doug Benson, Steve O, Jimmy Kimmel, and then, no. You're on the right track. Uh, Jimmy Except five. Last one, the last two. You need four. I need four? Okay. No, five. Uh, wait, no. what? He's <laughs> there's four of Jimmy them. Is, Jimmy is five. There are five total. Five. So far, we have identified one being Ray, two being Doug, three being Steve-O, four being blank, and five being Jimmy. That's right. So uh, four. Silver. Bill Borsberg. Uh, no, it was uh Pat Oswald. Pat Oswald. So ah. Ray Romano, Doug Benson, Steve O, Pat Oswald, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. But and I could never win those contests too. Mm-mm. They were even harder when there was music, but anyway. Right. Well, Pat Oswald uh, wasn't on the list that uh, Lindsay sent us over. All right. I was just writing down as many as I could, but okay. I didn't get them. We got really close. If we have four people working on it, we could still get it wrong. Is what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like um, any game show host. I have all the answers, so I've, I'm so superior. I'm like Alex Trebek. Well, those games would always take like three or four calls before they'd figure it out. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it would have been like took, multiple it took like segments, three or four right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you oh. never wanted to be the first caller. Uh, you kind of wanted to be the fourth or fifth because you could kind of work it out from when other people got it right or wrong. 
Yeah, because they would let you go until you got it wrong. So yeah, if you came later on. Next up, uh, April Foolishness was coming up, so they had Jim Jeffries on. And this started a theme for the week. It was doing Ray Romano impressions. So let's start with Jimmy and Jeffries. It is funny. We do have some comedians that have those... They're not uh, demands, but requests. They go, no, oh, I, yes, I, please I, don't make me go last, yeah, especially. That's yeah, why I'm going second last, so I'm happy right. about that. That's all right. Like Ray Romano, no, for example. Ray Romano's going on first because he, he needs to get back in the minivan. And, exactly. Oh, no, it's too early for me. <laughs> oh, you do a Ray Romano. I love it. <laughs> not a bad Ray Romano, actually. Now, the master of a thousand voices jumped in. Oh, I don't get along with my brother, and my mom picks on me. <laughs> Not everybody can do a ring wow. uh, But that's, the, that's what we're looking for, only good. <laughs> so, Bean jumping in, maybe not the best. Now, this led to a call-in. Oh, this is a long clip, guys. I'm sorry. It's so good. Call in and do an impression of Ray Romano to win tickets to for Foolishness. So it's about six minutes, but it's fantastic. I, I have to play it. Tomorrow night, sold out. Kevin and Bean, April Foolishness oh. at the Gibson Amphitheater. Oh, no, it's sold out. I can't. There's too many people. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel and, of course, Cleto with the Cletoads from the Jimmy Kimmel Live Show, Patton Oswald, uh, Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr, Steve-O, Doug no. Benson, the Axis of Awesome, and, of course, no. you, the great Ray Romano, are going to be there. comedians in one place. I can't. There'd be so many... Neuroses. I just, okay, no. here's, Ray, here's what I, we're doing. Nah, we're giving away fancy schmancy <laughs> no, tickets. This includes, this includes the backstage. That's not your real wife. You what? understand that. I was just a TV show. This includes fancy the backstage schmancy. parking. It involves the Kevin and Bean uh, get-together before the show, the free Kevin and Bean uh, April Foolish's T-shirt. And all we're looking for from you, not you, Ray Romano, oh. but the people on, on the phone, is your Ray Romano impressions. That's what we want. Can no. you do Ray? 1-800-520-1067. No do all right. I don't do it, doing. You're, you're wrong because... <laughs> Everybody does Raymond. Okay, so there's Ralph. Good impression. But Ray's one of those guys, everybody can do an impression, and you know who it is, but it's not good. It's kind of like <laughs> Homer Simpson. Okay, so that was Ralph. Pretty good. Now, Dave's impression is coming up on the theme song. So if you want to compare a good impression to a bad one. Everybody does Ray. Hey, I'm Ray Romano. Everybody does Ray. Hey, I was a woolly mammoth. Even though he's Ray. Oh, everybody does a Ray. Time to give away tickets to April Foolishness. <laughs> that was that was more Kermit than it was Ray Romano. That's uh, Dave the King of Mexico. That was the King of Mexico. Really? Doing his, uh, doing his Ray, yeah. Wow. That was All right. Fantastic. Let's try Let's try our man, uh, Don. Let's just no. take him in order, starting with Don, line one. I don't and even like the name Don. <laughs> Don me of the Godfather. We're going to pick the Scares best Ray me. Romano impression. Let's hear what you got, Don. Good luck. Hey, Kevin and Bean. It's me, Ray Romano. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it this Saturday. I need to take my mom shopping and be home by 6 p.m. for bed. Sorry. <laughs> All right. You hold on. Oh. Or not. Or not. That was not. Kermit the Frog. Oh, are we not putting everyone on hold? We're just going to dump them if they're, they don't have a Put chance. them on hold. Put All them right. on hold. All what right. the hell? Everybody gets a chance oh. today. Jason, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Everybody does Ray. Let's hear yours. It won't do me any good to win the tickets. It's not like my wife will let me go. <laughs> All right. This is, that really, is, this is really bizarre because he really does have one of those voices everyone knows, but nobody can do it. Oh, Kevin, why are you even saying that? Including Ralph, who that's, does all voices. That's ridiculous. <laughs> all right, let's Everybody go. does me. Let's go to Jenny. Hi, oh. Jenny. I'm sure Jenny will nail it. I'm going to nail it. All right, all here right. we go. 
G. Robinson. Oh, you are the best. Hold on. They certainly have the, the persona, Dal, but the voice is much tougher to do. Oh. All right. Let's try Dan, line four. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the Kevin Beach Show. Let's hear your ray. Hey, Robert. What are you doing? Where's Deborah? Where's the tickets? <laughs> right. Oh, why? It's so whiny. All right, Dan. Hold on. Why? So much whining. I don't, even, I don't even sound like that. Let's go to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> Hey, I've, oh, it's Daniel. Daniel. I've got Daniel. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping it was a girl. All right, go ahead. Hey, Kennedy. Oh no, I'm right here with Charles Barkley playing golf. I got another swing to Charles Barkley. All right, him I can hang up on, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We can just let him go. He's not in the running. Okay. All right, we got time for maybe one more. How about Adam, line six? Adam, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. Everybody does Ray. Let's hear it. It's me, Ray. Come on now. Everybody says I'm a comedian, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little funny. What do you guys think? Come on. I sound like him just a little bit. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm suggesting we hang up on Adam as well. Anyone? Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Don, Jason, Jenny, Dan, and Adam. How yeah. do you how do you pick? How, what do you do with that? Yeah, I think we got another call, do we? Hey, Ray. Someone else is calling. Hey, Ray. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard that. Yeah, you know what? They say they, they say imitation is the highest form of uh, flattery. Yes. You guys are proving that way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you must have encountered exactly what we were talking about, is that everybody thinks they can do your voice as an impression, but it's it's very difficult to do. I mean, you must have heard this before. You know what's more disturbing? Not that they, they can't do my voice. But the things like, yeah, the, the persona, the, the situations, the things they're saying, right. like, uh, that's my personality. <laughs> Holy crap. First of all, am I like that and do I sound like that? I, um, yes. Yes and, and, and yes. yes. You know what? I swear to God, every time I hear somebody do an impression on me, like Kevin James, when we're, when we're in, we, we perform together, yeah. he, he doesn't, I look and I go, holy cow, am I that? You know, I used to. I get. I get on my wife's case for not sleeping with me. Right. I owe her an apology. You do, yeah. But <laughs> you don't know your own voice. You don't know how you sound. Right, but you see it. You see it on your shows, for example. Yeah, I, I kind of don't. You know, oh. by now I'm, I, I'm not even listening to my voice. Then I'm like looking at how I look, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm more bothered about that. Uh, what do you think about Ralph's Ray? <laughs> That's the. You know, I gotta say, I hate as bad as it is. It's the closest there is. <laughs> That's the best comment I ever got, right? Thank you. Yeah. It's the least that. worst of all of them. <laughs> this is the real Ray Romano on the phone here on the Kevin Bean Show. He, of course, will be joining us for April Foolishness tomorrow. Now, Ray, we have yeah, to give a ticket. Now. <laughs> no, no, you got to be there. You got to be there. And by the way, if you want to see the real Ray do his actual stand up in the full length show, you want to get on over to Las Vegas. He has uh, shows coming up at the Mirage the weekend oh, of April 15th and Mirage, also the weekend it's not of even August. A real hotel. It's, a, it's a vision of a hotel. <laughs> oh, why do you hurt? Why do you <laughs> Friday and Saturday night, April 15th and 16th at 10. You can see Ray Romano I'll go to the mirage.com. Right? <laughs> oh, that's rough. You don't All want right, to lose you, that power. <laughs> did you hear any names that uh, of the people who did impressions that you um, in particular you know, I liked? Guess the, I, I guess. Holy cow. You have, to, you have to pick one gun <laughs> to your right, head. I'll pick, uh, uh, I guess, the Jason guy. The Jason, the All second right, let's guy. go to Jason line two and tell him the good news. Jason, you won the tickets, but we want you to respond as Ray. Time to go. Oh, no. What is that? What is that? That was less like Ray than any of the calls we took. Oh, my God. That guy's going to be right up front.
<laughs> oh, I just love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Ralph's Ray Romano was starting to turn into Rod. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, Did anybody else catch bit. that? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, everyone can do a bad Ray Romano impression. Well, and then I've oh, heard on... Deborah! How's that? Right. <laughs> would I win? Uh, I think they would have hung up on me. I got one. I got one. Let me try. Let's call this, this radio guy. He's a friend of mine. He has a radio station called the Kevin and Bean Show. His name is Beans Baxter. Let's call you know, Beans. I know this guy. Do Let's you know? Get Beans on the line. Supposedly yeah, okay. smart. Supposedly he's smart. What was that? I thought that was pretty good. Pretty what close. Was that? Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was Ray Romano calling Bean as his lifeline, and then Bean didn't know the answer, ah, right? That's right. I forgot about that. Okay, thank we you. just again. He made two appearances on our show today. <laughs> okay, last thing for the week. They did uh, Keep It 100, and good old Edwin got through, requested his favorite song. That's enough. Just just a bug, Christopher. <laughs> so that's the week that was. Back to you. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Get it, Steve. All right. Is there anything else we need to add in here? All right. Do you want to say bye, Lindsay? Bye, Lindsay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, this has been another inspiring episode of Quitters Never Give Up. Uh, follow us on all of the channels that we'll probably post in some place. Instagram is <laughs> quitters never give up. Twitter is quitters never. never. We're on. <laughs> are we on Twitch yet? Are we? That we are not on Twitch, and I don't think we will be. So if we got on Twitch, then do we play games with each other? Huh? You can. So there are there are. That's multi- Tinder. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let's hear it. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his rap to sell records. Keep my out your fucking mouth. Oh, wait, no, wait, you're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? Keep my out your fucking mouth. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his rap to sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck him too. And that's the oh. message that we deliver to little kids. Yeah. One of those fingers on each hand up. Oh. And be proud to be out of your mind and out of control. And one more time, loud as you can. How does it go? Slim Shady and all of us. Oh, he's a joke. Come on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, me and Reggie want to send one out to a very special lady in the house tonight. Loving you is easy call. You're beautiful. was pretty. Ladies and gentlemen, Reggie has left the building. Thank you and good night. Oh, MG. That's amazing, Christopher. All right. Time to go.